listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pokes, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Oh, Pokes, it's good to be here. I, I do want uh, to warn all the podcast guests, uh, listeners currently uh, enjoying this episode, to uh, do adjust your uh, your headphones, because I will be using um, Sparta levels through this entire time, which means that in lieu of anything interesting to say, I am going to slow my speech pattern down and shout it. It's the all, it's the period after every sentence form of acting. Or after, not after every sentence, every word. I'm good at this, guys. Review and like us on iTunes! Is that good? Also, I need you to basically say every line like you're trying to give yourself TMJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At one point, Gerard Butler, when he's like, we dine in hell, I was like, ooh, please stop doing that. That's not good for your teeth or your jaw. It's going to lock it right in. Yeah. Well, I feel like this movie, a a solid history film, you have to know somebody who would love to weigh in on this. You know, I flipped through my contacts. I messaged a few people. I was like, hey, Chris, do you know anything about, what is it called, history? And he was like, never heard of that. You know, I texted a few other people, and they said, please, I told you not to call me here. And then, uh, you know, it was a whole thing. So eventually I just said, you know what? I know somebody. And I went upstairs and asked my wife. And after paying her a small bribe, she offered to be uh, a guest on this episode. Now, Sarah, hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) So always just so rambunctious. Well, I told you, she, she, she waited for that dramatic pause. She's also doing the 300 thing, so oh, just get ready for that. Yeah. All right, good, good. Uh, I'm going to do mine like that creepy guy who was running the Senate, so everything I say is going to be real gross. What we didn't see is that she went in fast motion, then slow motion, and then said hello, and then stared off into the misty seas. So, I mean, that, that helps you at all. <clears throat> On the shores of Thermopylae? What's the place? <laughs> I, I don't know. Are you saying the place they're at? Because, yes, it's Thermopylae. Okay. Thermopylae. Thermopylae. Damn it. So close. I'm um, going to mispronounce it like they do in the movie. Well, if 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 you uh, listening at home have find any joy in hearing someone's Greek pronunciations be corrected, get ready. Because <laughs> <laughs> I did it like nine times during this movie when I turned to my wife and I was like, that guy... As Fotheles? And she's like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> That's why I just refer to them as vague characteristics. Guy with <laughs> yeah, full CGI mind. abs, guy with half Stick CGI with abs. Watching this movie was interesting because uh, I saw this in the theaters. I have a feeling that you did as well. I think oh, everyone yeah. saw it in the theaters. Um, it was a big deal when it came out. I remember seeing it. I remember reacting to it, reacting to it in the theater. I was much younger, and so I was just like watching this slow-mo, like... Like I, I was still impressed by some of the, a lot of this, the, the fight sequences in slow mo. I thought I was going to find them cheesy, but anyway, the point is that I remember seeing this in theaters, and then after I left the theater, I never thought about it again until we mentioned it on this podcast. <laughs> wow, yeah, I went to see it because I was a big. I, I mean, I hate to say it, I like Frank Miller's old art. Uh, I mean, he's kind of become a weirdo, but uh, I was a big fan of like Dark Knight and everything. So when I saw he did a comic about like ancient spartans i was like oh this has got to be cool so i have the graphic novel which is like a really weird like landscape layout it's a very bizarre graphic novel and i reread it after watching this movie sarah 
I assume that you saw this in theaters as well. This wasn't your first viewing of it. No. Yeah. I definitely saw it in the theaters. Did you? Was it like a, was it like a college thing? I mean, I think I, was, I think I was in um, college. Maybe it was high school. I don't know. No. 2004. I was I was a junior you would have been in a junior, high school. Yeah. Um, uh, you're old. Do you recall wow. your response to the film on the first time? Ouch. I, also, ouch. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. I was all about that Sin City back then. Mm-hmm. It was. Prior to this, right? Since it was after this, I believe after, after this. this? Yeah. Oh, I mm-hmm. thought that it was before. Maybe not. Oh wait, Maybe. you know what? You're right. It was before. What the hell? Whoa! It oh, had shit. that same moody, dark, yeah. with like bam, 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 red letters everywhere. I was mad that Elijah Wood wasn't creepy in this one, uh-huh. but it's okay. He would have made a great. Um, what was his name? The Effialtes. Effialtes. Mm-hmm. That was the one I started here. That that was the one who was the the. I don't know how to describe it. The hunchback. <laughs> yeah, hunchback would be the narrative term. Maybe not the PC term. I don't really quite know. Yeah, I don't know what you call. <laughs> My brain's escaping me. What's the guy from Lord of the Rings? Well, well, Gollum. Gollum. He was a muscular Gollum. Yeah, he was a muscular Gollum. Ripped yeah. Gollum. The ripped Gollum. We'll call it ripped Gollum for the rest of the podcast. That's perfectly fine with me. We'll find cute names for everyone because. Frankly, other than Leonidas, I don't recall any names being... Well, Leonidas and Xerxes were said a lot. The rest of them, I don't know. I, just, I don't think they ever no said one, their names. It was just abs one and abs two and abs uh, three. And I had no I, I idea. I know uh, the one guy's name was just Captain. I don't know if he has a name somewhere else. Yeah, there was there was Captain, there's Stilios, there's Dilios. It's also yeah. like joke, but I'm not. Dilios, or however you actually say his name, uh, is the narrator. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's it's. It just sounded like I was riffing. I was reading it off the IMDb. Stop being so loud, Ben. It is Dilios. Oh, it is all right. No other. I'm pretty sure there's no other way to say that. (laughs) I just am looking at the IMDb, and the Queen apparently has a name. Did they ever say your name in the entire movie? Uh, her name is Gorgo, but no, they did not. Yeah, I was gonna say. I just now reading this, I was like, wait, she had a name. I feel like Gorgo was said at some point, but I feel like. Gorgo. Probably because Gorgo is just like a very like kind of disgusting sounding name. Yeah, doesn't Gorgo sound like the the boss you'd fight at the end of a Zelda like like yeah. like mountain temple? <laughs> you gotta fight Gorgo the Conqueror at the end. You mean Gorgo the King of the Gorgons? Yeah, King of the Gorgons. Thank you. Yeah. You're right there with me. Um, but yeah, this 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 film. Um, the first note I have, folks, for watching uh, 300 was that I gotta give Zach Zachy Boy credit. Um, I like his his opens you know what i mean because the opening of this and the opening of watchmen and as far as i remember the opening of sin city he didn't do that remember we realized i was wrong on the mini episode oh yeah yeah sorry my bad um and the so the opening of those first two um were are very good i mean i love this sort of vignette with a narrator explaining not just like vaguely detailing broad spartan culture but like talking about this specific boys like passage into the the spartan lineage i thought that was uh, it's a good way to start the movie can i just hold you there and keep that thought okay I was, to... I was going to ask specifically about that so he didn't do have anything to do with sin city no no it's robert rodriguez Did he just see that and the was co- just like well, oh my god this is amazing the correction is that frank miller did sin city and frank miller did the comic for this so yeah. both R- rodriguez and snyder adapted his works and made a lot of similar choices well, there's to, less to slow motion in Sin City, and Sin City's more like Sin City's very stylized f- 
for a specific way, but they, that's why I assume they were the same. I just thought it was Zack Snyder for some yeah, reason. Yeah, we did the same thing on the mini. Well, if you look at both of the like posters for the movies, like side by side, yeah. oh, they're sure. like the same movie except different stills. Well, let me uh, the, the the poster for the three hundred comic is also extremely similar. Um, um, but anyhow, sorry, I didn't mean to. I was I was surprised to hear that Zack Snyder did not do Sin City. Yes, that's it was surprising to me too when I said it on the podcast, and then I went and looked it up because I was like, wait, I don't know if I'm actually right. I felt real dumb, but I thought the same thing because I thought he was just sort of like the guy who did. Because this movie, I will say, in going back and reading the comic, so many of the shots are, like, just oh, straight pants. I mean, they are, yeah. like, almost identical. By, by his own admission, Zack Snyder used full panels as his storyboard for doing this uh, film, which is uh, no surprise to anyone. So, uh, Ooh, fun fact before Ben continues on his journey that I interrupted. Um, the boy <laughs> in the beginning who's, like... I think the little boy, not the one who's fighting the wolf. That is Zack Snyder's son. Oh, yeah. I did read about that. Yeah. Interesting. Continue. I will also say when I read back through the comic, a huge portion, like most of the dialogue is word for word. I Like I don't really, in a way, I don't understand how people got screenwriting credits. Yeah. Because it is. It's a lot of. Most of the dialogue that isn't in the comic is the weird queen subplot they introduced. Yeah, which is uh, wholly unnecessary. I it's it. Well, I'd like to I'd like to talk more about that later because I did read up on old Gorgo a little bit. Old Gorgo. Um, but I I have some bones to pick with how they portrayed her. Speaking of, I have a lot of bones to pick with how they portray women in this movie. (laughs) Something really interesting about this film is I kept looking up uh, uh, people sort of pulling apart the historical accuracies of the film, which, of course, there are many inaccuracies, but the the parts that were accurate, or at least close to being accurate, or at least just sensationalized of accurate things, um, many of them surprised me. Like, the tossing of Spartan babies into the the ravine or whatever, that part uh, seemed over the top to me. Apparently... Spartans were over the top because that part uh, is approximately real. Yeah, oh, yeah Spartans were the original like... edgelords. <laughs> <laughs> they were, but so were all the other peoples of the world. Like, oh, yeah. That's, that's one thing. Like, Spartans did it, but so the fuck did everyone else. Yeah, I, I guess like... Spartans were just more like, ah, throw it off this cliff. Everybody else is like, oops, I left it in the woods. Yeah, oops, I had a changeling baby. Oops, I put it in the bait. I put I put it in a basket in, in a river and let go of it. Yeah, like it was people used to kill any baby that was like kind of deformed because it would be impossible to take care of back then. It's real yeah. fucked up, but the Spartans were just like right on the nose. They weren't even like no excuses. Like, I'm winging this baby off this cliff. The other thing that the that a lot of historians gave the movie credit was their portrayal of women in seats of power. Uh, and as like as like not like subservience. Uh, obviously, the movie chose to go a cool like uh, rape and then like Senate. Senate yeah, I would say that plot. no, it does not depict women well and in the seat of power because she literally like her play instead of just killing the guy to begin with because they're Spartans, no one would have fucking really cared. It, she is like, well, you could, I guess I'll let you rape me, and then you're going to back out. And then I get, it was it really bothered me. I have a theory that Zack Snyder doesn't know the difference between empowerment and exploitation. Like, he yeah, doesn't know what the two words are. most likely mean. true. He, because she stabbed him, he thinks that that made it better. Or that she, yeah. she got one over on him. She fixed it. 
but she should have just fucking... I kept saying, stab him in the balls, stab him in the balls. Yes. Until she actually did it. When she when he, like, shows I, up I in her thing, I was like, she should just, like, slit this dude's throat. She's more than, like, she could take him easy. And then more importantly, to me, she walks out of the movie. Like, like that's all we get out of her. And she I guess she's all done. The, the other thing that bothers me about her <laughs> subplot is, is the big theme of this movie and sort of, like, the actual 300 Spartans is... These these people like went out and were just like, well, fuck it, we have to try to stop them. We you know, and it's like they knew from the moment they left, they weren't go- they knew they weren't going to come back. They weren't going to win. Not, no, they never thought, ah, oh, we're going to beat the largest army in the history of the world with the three hundred of us. So to have this weird subplot where it seems like there's a chance they can be rescued, and the the king being like i think we can hold out until she can convince them was just like this is really undercutting the constant message you keep trying to send which is these people gave up their lives for freedom which is also really not what they did i don't know where that, that came in part is actually based a little bit off of actual historical record um one of the things that like is correct about it like when you think of the 300, most people think like, oh, it was just 300 like Spartans against all the Persians. And no, there was like fucking thousands of Greeks from like Thessalians, like Thespians, like Arcadians, like there are thousands of them like together. Trandoshans. Yeah. 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 Trandoshans, of course. (laughs) The Rhodians came. Um, Um, Mon Cal continued its peaceful, you know, they just, they never get into war. There really were only 300 Spartans, and that's, like, the big, like, mystery Mm -hmm. surrounding the Battle of Thermopylae is that why were there only 300 Spartans? There's no, like, actual historical record. I thought it was true that they they weren't allowed to go to war during that, because I thought that the same thing happened the first time uh, when Xerxes' dad attacked. I did read about there being a, like, time of year that they were in, some sort of, like, you know, solar cycle. Yeah, cycle I thought that, I thought that, I had read somewhere that that was true. Well, Maybe what I'm I read, wrong. there is no, like, consensus amongst scholars. There That's are fair. theories, there's but a lot there's, of no, there's no, like, definitive, like, this is why there were only 300 Spartans. Like, some people think that there are 300 Spartans, and then the rest of the army was to follow. They don't know why they only sent that as, like, an honor guard, perhaps, but... The fact that there were 300 Spartans is true. And then there was, after the stand, the last stand, you know, what the fucking movie's about, they did send more, like, in the very last scene, so. Look, they, they were just trying to, they were just trying to stack their KD, Sarah, as mm-hmm. this movie after. That was, that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it true, Sarah, since you, since you are a, uh, we should say you, you have a history degree, correct? That's correct. Yes. Yes. Isn't it true that didn't Sparta at this time, didn't they have two kings so that one could always go to yes. war and the other one could just stay and rule? They had two kings um, and five ephers. Those are the creepy old men who look like uh, plague victims at the top of the mountain. Yeah, I was going to say, now that is that historically Where they Did they look no. like gross inbred weirdos? There were two kings so that if one king died because they both went into battle that there would hopefully always be one other king who was of vice age king. sure um <laughs> so they're like kings were like if you died your son took over it wasn't like a democracy in that way but the ephers those were democratically like voted in leaders so they were huh. people they were just regular spartans and you could serve for one year and you could only serve one time in your lifetime 
Oh, so they weren't inbred weirdos on top of a mountain that releases some sort of... uh, That just, like, made some sexy sexy little, like, teen redhead dance for them? No. Yeah. Damn it. No, that's not what they were. That was the best part, though. Um, One of the things that they did do, though, They're just bureaucrats? They're just bureaucrats, but they, like, (laughs) only had one year of power, so they're generally most corrupt. Okay. Um... And one of the things that they did do, so only the kings of Sparta were allowed to declare war ever, except in very, very specific circumstances. And one specific circumstance was that an ephor could declare war on, I can't remember exactly what they were called, but the slave population of Sparta. So that basically... Oh, cool. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, everybody who was a citizen was allowed to hunt down and murder, a la the purge, one slave. (laughs) Wait, they had like a Fuck. limit on the war they could decree? <laughs> or Sparta the, the had some purging? serious problems, purging? guys. Well, this is a funny thing I also was was reading up on when we were watching the movie. Um, early on, at some point, uh, Leonidas makes a deriding comment about another uh, nearby, uh, or like hmm. the, the Greeks or the who, who does he deride as the being Athenians. the Athenians? He derides the Athenians as being boy lovers, which which. <laughs> Which was, yeah, Sarah had pointed this out, and also the Wikipedia entry had a really great line for it, where it was like, it's funny that he would do that, because Spartans maybe indulge in some, um, uh, uh, the same thing. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think Greeks uh, kind of indulged in it. Some institutional pederasty, you know? (laughs) Most Greeks, most Greek societies, in the Doric time, which is after this, did, like, that was, like, the norm. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) Also, uh, as someone else pointed out, a big drive of like what sort of puts the line between you know the good and evil nature of the Spartans versus the Persians is that the Persians bring forward this like slave army, which you have pity for, and like the fact that it's slaves and the fact that the Spartans are all shouting about freedom gives you a very clear kind of like like message, mm-hmm. except for the fact that the Spartans had a, one of the larger slave populations yeah. in Greece. Oops. Hey, hey, they were fighting for some people's freedom. They never but said what, it was all-inclusive. What's actually interesting is in reading Frank Miller talk about the book prior to the film, is that he acknowledges all of this. Like, he's not like, like, he didn't just like, just paint, like, like paint white paint over the bad stuff. He's like, you know, I know that there's a lot of really, really dark corners to the, you know, the Greek and his, the Grecian history. He's like, but I wanted to create an epic from their perspective, and I wanted to do a hero versus a villain thing. And if you do that, the heroes can't have slaves and fuck boys. Like he doesn't say that, but you get the point. You know, yeah. he has to like he has to sort of edge out some of the rough edges so that he can create a hero's tale. Well, uh, which is what I was kind of telling Ben the ins- like every time he brought up like oh like look at this like Persian like orgy like and I was like well yeah like it's a little thick it's well, a little thick but yeah, again you have to like think about the entire time this story is being told by a third party like you're his, correct he has a voiceover the entire time and he's trying to it's like homer like he's telling the story oral traditional yeah he's story. telling this story to rouse soldiers at a at a, at a campfire mm-hmm. obviously it's like an opera it's supposed to be everything's it magnified probably would have I mean? been a little bit better if they had shown that in the beginning and then maybe, like, intersperse that, like, occasionally throughout. Real quick here, I want to go ahead and point out that I didn't necessarily mean to compare the movie 300 to opera. I don't want to have that on my record. Nope, it's too late. It's official. We've already logged it. 
Man, opera is not that great. So. Uh, speaking of the uh, the weird origin scene opera. later, I would say that like that is not even just like a, oh look at them they're having an orgy. That scene is just fucked up from top to bottom because there is a oh, legit yeah. goat man. Yeah, like not a man wearing a goat's head, not a man like dressed as a goat. It is a goat man playing a flute, and all the women are for some reason like in his harem are like amputees or like burn victims and i could not figure out why yeah it's very strange in my mind it's because the person telling us a story it's like, ew gross <laughs> i yeah wants i maybe you to like be mad at them sure yeah and he want he's never he's never been there he's never been to like xerxes like harem he doesn't know what the fuck's going on there yeah, so it's, he's it's just, just like that's all hearsay. It's all conjecture. like blah blah blah. Well, that, yeah. he's none like ramping it up. None of that is in the comic. The guy with the bone arms is like with the blade arms yeah, is not in the saw? comics. The pig man is not in the comics. The immortals being like inbred and having multiple fingers and like weird monster faces. None and, of that is in the comic. There's no like giant Goliath that they let loose. And that's kind of one of my problems. Is other than a couple of the characters that enter the fight as big like escalations of the fight scenes a lot of these choices of like how they style the persians aren't from the comics so it's just Zack snyder just flexing and and some of it's just downright bizarre what i found interesting is i watched the movie and then i went back to read the comic and every time in the movie where i was like this is really dumb it's not in the comic it's like every (laughs) bad part of this movie is not from the comic so it is been a very long time since i've like looked at slash read the comic mm-hmm. like is there a narrator in the yes. comic or is it all third person yeah uh it's just like the the standard like word but like the like the blocks yeah. it's a guy narrating over this the thing almost exactly like the film. it's it yeah it's, it's pretty much identical to the movie there's a guy who's frank narrating. miller is not as fucked up as Zack snyder yeah I, that's, I just, that was the thing that struck me was there's no sex scene in the comic the weird embellishments that Zack snyder chooses to make other than just sort there of like a, the bombastic fight scenes uh, are just downright weird. There's like the a two-minute sex scene that is just really weird and out of place. Yep, it really is. He makes, like, the, the E-Force, or the, the, when they go to the E-Force and they're talking to the uh, Oracle, it's just one pan, It's just like one panel in the comic. And she's just stretched like, up, and then they he the never film, shows like, her again. And molesting this teen. <laughs> Yeah, instead of like a creepy guy like licking her, because in the in the comics she is just sitting there, and then she tells them what she said, like what she says. He doesn't repeat it after and that like is not licking her. Like us making like a weird assumption of that being like a little teen girl, because Leonidas goes back to Gorgo and, and says, so, says yeah. that he's not going to listen to those like creepy old men and who teen. and they're drunk teen. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So. I guess, I, well, we, I was looking it up, and obviously, uh, Iranians, modern-day Persia, uh, aren't, weren't super jazz about this movie, for some obvious reasons. What? <laughs> um, but in reviewing it, like, Sarah made this point frequently, and I, I do ultimately agree with her, that it, because it's mostly Frank Miller's work, and Frank Miller's work is in the same vein, that's all from the perspective of a legend being told by someone of the Spartan army, that the fact that the Spartans are these sort of, like, glistening angels as fighting for freedom, and that the enemy of these, like, sloven, like, uh, you know, scowling, black cloak-wearing, uh, like, like, you know, hordes of, of faceless masses 
you know, that all actually kind of checks out. But the points where that, yeah, Zack Snyder decides to just sort of throw in some extra spikes are just unnecessary, uh, ultimately. But... I mean, it's the same as, like, when you, like, look at the Battle of Troy. Like... I often do, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that got me so bad. (laughs) Please continue, Obviously, (laughs) obviously, like, you want to... Whoever's telling the story, you're on their side. Sure, yeah. Like, you're on the side of, like, Menelaus, and he's going after fucking Helen, and that she's a dumb bitch, and she left him. You mentioned the Odyssey as well. Paris. You mentioned the Odyssey to to, to good effect, too, where there's lots of scenes where they're taking on foreign enemies, and always the foreign enemies are... The Iliad and the Odyssey. Yeah, they're they're, they're painted as sort of, like, strange marauders and... And, and dangerous, like, foreign entities. No, I, I, I get it entirely. But, like, what's odd is Zack Snyder is, like, a 40-year-old guy from California who's like, what if they just had, like, a gross amputee orgy? And I'm like, I don't know, Zack. <laughs> like, I don't... They're already, like, called the Immortals, and they're, like, these cloak-wearing, like, you know... Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's, like, in, in, like, when the guy holds his hand up and he has, like, two extra fingers growing out of his pinky, I was like... <laughs> Wait, what? And I was like, is this dude just obsessed with, like, inbreeding? Because, like, I, I just feel like he's really into incest. Yeah. Because it's like... I don't know. When I looked at that, when I looked at the, like, gross, like, orgy thing with, like, people with their arms cut off, I just thought, like, oh, like, you poor girls, you've been mistreated. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I was just like, this is a really like, bizarre maybe... thing to... And you know who did it to them? Zack Snyder. <laughs> Zack Snyder, <laughs> a.k.a. Xerxes. A.k.a. Do you think the he... real Xerxes. Yeah. Let's talk about Xerxes because this guy that plays him is actually just like a six foot tall dude. But Uh, they like he's just like an ordinary. If you if you look him up, he looks nothing like Xerxes to the point where he doesn't even look like he's the same race as as Xerxes is. Yeah, I know they painted him pretty aggressively. Like he's from Brazil, but one um, he was the king of the or he wasn't actually the king or the emperor of the Persian Empire. He was the son of the emperor of the Persian Empire at this time. Yeah. Oh, okay. His father Darius was they, still. Alive. They mentioned Darius. Oh, he was still Darius alive. I thought he had died yeah. before. No, Xer- Xerxes died before Darius did. Oh, I did not know that. Like know his that. dad outlived him. Um, anyhow, because uh, he doesn't die in this movie, but you got to admit Xerxes he, is a pretty was, dope name. They were. It is. Um, there was a, a one of. His, I think he had kids at this point. This so, is the guy like, from he had, What? Yes, Xerxes is that guy. Xerxes is that like that like that like black writer guy. Anyhow, sorry, there he had a child or a grandchild whose name was Adaxerxes, like just like ATA in front of Xerxes. Um, (laughs) So lazy. But they were also at this point in time, like what was it like three ninety three eighty BC? They were the emperors of Egypt as well. So that's where all that like Egyptian like kind of like look comes into play they give him like a nine foot appearance they dress him in gold he's bald he's hairless which all is egyptians weird were. what egyptians shaved all of their body hair is that a thing because yeah. all the depictions of xerxes i could find had him with a gigantic beard well i don't like beard yeah. like a pharaoh no like a real beard yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and assume he didn't have random piercings just in the side of his cheeks, and Pretty. draped himself in some sort of 
gigantic cod he piece. might have. I didn't read too much about him, but I did read a little bit about the Immortals, which were the creepy, like, ninja-like warriors that yeah. showed up. They didn't look anything like that, but they were actually called the Immortals, mm-hmm. and they did specialize in, um, like, bow and arrow. And one of their, like, like, not what they wore into battle, but what they would wear for, like, states, like gatherings or like having like a parade or something was a lot of like gold jewelry and piercings and things yeah xerxes based on renderings and actual like carvings looks like fucking rasputin he is yeah he does a lot (laughs) i was looking it up when you said that i was like does he always have a beard um but yeah the, the immortals was also interesting because again that was a point in the film that i was like obviously they invented like some like super you know scary like ninja like a battalion that they're going to take on. But no, yeah, not only were the immortals real, as Sarah just said, but like one of the sources I found pointed to a bunch of carvings of illustrations of immortals wearing their outfits. Now, obviously they weren't wearing silver masks, like the worst thing you could wear into a fight. Have you ever well, tried to wear... it's supposed to be scary. Have, have you ever tried to wear a Halloween mask just to a party and found that every time you like turn too fast, the mask would shift and you would go blind for a minute. Now imagine that during a fight. <laughs> hey man, all you need to do is scare your enemy. You get bumped once and you're, you're just staring into black cloth and you're getting stabbed in the I, gut. I will give them credit. They, they copy the comic book look of the immortals like spot on other than the weird inbreed. Yes, thing. they do. Yeah. But they do something really weird in that scene. So the scene is like they set up, is uh after xerxes talks to lion leonidas mm-hmm. that's how you say it leonidas. It, it, it's, it's lionel yeah uh lionel richie uh-huh um he like he's like mad at him so he's like oh he's gonna send his best warriors and we'll be able to kill him and so they've built this like mound of dead bodies and in the comic they wait until the immortals get up and they push the mound over on them in the movie they spend day like a whole day building this wall to crush they're on the wrong side one dude (laughs) and they're on the wrong side of the wall are they you build the wall on from the wrong side i could not when i was watching i was like wait what the fuck like they they did that and all they they drop it on one guy and he's fine he just gets stabbed that's how they realized i was like why would you just drop it on one dude it's not effective um Historically, the immortals were not called the immortals because they were so amazing at fighting that they would never be killed. They were called that because they were basically like a slave army of like poorly trained people who would die. And there were just so many of them that as soon as one was slaughtered, another one would take their place. And that is why they were known as the immortals. Hmm. And most of the Persian army's um, shields were made out of wicker. Yeah, them sweet wicker shields. At this point in the film, you know, we're, we're deep into the second act, and all I can think to myself is, where is Master Chief? I've watched this whole movie, and I've seen a lot of people that don't look like Spartans to me. Because I know what a Spartan looks like. It's a tall guy in green armor who doesn't talk that much. Oh, man. <laughs> That is true. I don't know, though. I think the Spartans may have fit into that. Not Sorry. them talk. Hold on one sec. Uh, I just have a quick aside. What's that? Divorce? Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> it's better when I'm she's back. here for those bits. 
but yeah, uh, th- there's a lot to this movie. Like, let's talk about the fight scenes for a minute. Yeah, we we've talked so long about about the the, the characters and none of the well, not even the characters, just just the just the the faceless armies. The, the yeah, the the, fight the fights. Scenes... Are, I have a theory, and I I remember when this movie came out, somebody did the math. But if you take out the slow motion, the movie is only like forty minutes long or something, if I remember right. Like if you it's if two you, hours if you play the film at normal speed, like whenever it goes to slow motion, you just play it. Then the movie is like. Uh, like one half of the time or even less because there's so much slow motion there's slow motion for shit that isn't even slow motion like it doesn't deserve it just like people walking or like a guy's cape yeah. fluttering it's really weird but there are a couple... i will say oh good i i do agree with your your uh the, the traditional pogues grumpiness about the fight scenes being uh unnecessary in their in their uh or, or overzealous with all their slow-mo and whatnot but during the the first big fight scene, after they break the uh, through the shield wall of the Persian army and they go out into the open field, which of course is not realistic, but who gives a shit? Because yeah. that's <laughs> defeats the entire for. purpose of how the Spart- yeah, Spartan army was sure. so successful. But as they break out of that shield wall and just start taking on two to three groups of Persians at a time, um, that sequence does actually impress me, even though the slow mo is overused. Yeah, because th- as I'm watching it, it's like a one mostly unbroken shot panning right and there must be at times up to like 15 20 people in a given shot I... and at times some of them are being cut upwards into the air and like limbs are coming off and then they're going back down and i don't know if that's wire work it's all or... cgi like they filmed each CGI, one of those, yeah each one of those guys fighting is probably filmed separately because none of this movie is real the entire movie is green screen they're never yeah, the in a real location. A set. Except for when they're it's in... Always, it's always green screen. Yeah. yeah, and parts of Sparta, it's real, but almost everywhere else is a green screen. Which was, like, a big deal when this movie came out. was, like, they were just, like, the yeah. entire setting is fake. But even with as much CGI was used, which is fine, it's impressive that there's so much motion all at once for a really long extended shot. I mean, some of these long fight sequences deserve a lot of credit for the complexity and the choreography. They're They're... they're, they're, they're pretty big achievements yeah there are some great uh like some of the fight scenes are very cool and like when they're moving like you said in the background you see people and there's like a cool thing which i kind of i appreciated this was put into the movie at one point like they're moving forward and the guy's just like cutting people and at one point he just like kind of knocks a guy over and i was like wait that guy would just get back up like he's perfectly fine and then some dude runs up from off screen and just stabs him with a spear and i was like (laughs) oh i guess they address because you know in movies that always happens like somebody will knock somebody over and you're like that would not incapacitate that person whatsoever. They would just get up immediately and start attacking you from behind. You've just made your situation so much worse. But I liked well, in they, this one. I was like, oh, no, there's a guy coming up to stab that dude. For, for, for incredible warriors, they throw a lot of their own weapons in the middle of a yes. fight. It's, it's like four times that someone lets go of their sword, which was sort of their backup weapon after the spear is no longer relevant. So I'm like, don't throw that, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... They throw stuff, and it's like, I don't know if you've ever tried to even just throw, like, a knife. It's really fucking hard (laughs) to hit (laughs) something with it, let alone to throw a huge sword. Uh, But there is a moment... I've thrown some axes at the Ren Fair. I'm pretty good at it. She was pretty good, I can verify. Okay, well, that's good to know to avoid uh, angering Sarah, because now I know she can hit me at a range. Uh, What was the... the... I also owned a bow and arrow when I was in middle school. 
And I, th- I feel like these are more range in my backyard. I feel like these are more, uh, you know, warnings to you. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna deal with it. What was the um, name of the the ripped golem? What was his name? Did he have a name? Uh, yes. Yeah, one... oh, oh, yeah. Yes. A ripped golem. Sorry. Yeah. All right. This was one of the things that I I loved in this movie is when he shows up and he's like, uh, you know, my dad, like my parents left Sparta to raise me because they didn't want to kill me. My mother loved me, and I want to prove that they were right for saving me. And Lionitis is like, well, how high can you raise your shield? And he's like, you can't do it, so you can't, you know, you should know how the Spartans fight. You, we have a phalanx, and it only works. They they use it once, and then they're never in the fucking thing. I was like, wait, this guy could have just been any of these jackasses in the background running around stabbing people who are already on the ground. Like, you created yeah, just, your own enemy just because you're a prick. Like, just, just be like, yeah, him, be the dude who stabs the people on the ground. Put him in wave four. You know what? You, you come in when everyone's already been knocked out, and you just start and, stabbing does he? I can't remember now because it's been a while since I watched the movie. Does he kill? Does he try to kill himself in the movie? No. In the comics, no, he goes. Leonidas, or Leonidas is like, "Sorry, we can't use you because of the, how how our thing works." And he's like, "Mother, father, you were wrong." And he jumps off the cliff. No, he oh. threw his shield. He throws his shield off. Yeah, the cliff, in the comics, he tries to commit suicide. Movie. And then he's gone from the movie for a while, and then he shows back up at the Persian orgy, and then he shows back up. With the Persian army wearing a very cool hat. Oh, you mean the so, you mean BDSM oh, Smurf? His... Yeah, it yeah. comes in. That's <laughs> exactly what it is. It just is so the funny worst? Because he comes in wearing a hat like he just came out of like Disney World. Oh, it's he was yeah. like it's almost as if he's like wearing a souvenir from the Persian gift shop. And he's like, "Hey, I betrayed you, but man, I'm sorry. Their gift shop was dope. No, I had that, to grab something." That I I don't know exactly if that hat is particularly like pertinent to the like persian like historical thing but it did really remind me of um the way that like uh egyptian like pharaoh like so back when egypt was like two kingdoms like the north and the south yeah like you know how like they had that like crazy hat like yeah the big hats so originally the two hat there are two hats like one that was like split into two and then one that kind of looked like a Fialti's hat that he's wearing. I don't know what that like is. The weird... If I Google Egyptian two hat, will I get something? Just look up a pharaoh. Egyptian pharaoh hat and right. yeah, you'll when you see it, you'll know what she's south. talking about. You've seen it like it's in hieroglyphics after they merged the kingdoms where they like smushed yeah. them together. Yeah, there were two different hats and then they smushed no the. That's the one. The one hat penetrates the other hat. It's it looks like quick. a bowling ball pin. Well, yes, that's actually that's a great right there. This guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I know this hat. Yeah. This stupid. This stupid looking hat. All right. Yeah, I know. Kind of reminds he me of that a little bit. Which is what I mean. It's weird that he shows up. He's like, hey, because he he wears this Spartan garb forever, and obviously he's destroyed when he can't join. But I would just expect him to just be wearing. Like a normal outfit, the fact that he's like dressed up from his betrayal. Well, <laughs> when he, he says when he goes and like uh, Xerxes is like, "I'll give you women, I'll give you money, I'll give you power," and he's like, "All right." And one more thing, I want a uniform. It's like done. It's like, wow, bro, you suck at negotiating. You could have asked for anything else. Like you could have been like, "I want to be your second in command," and he probably would have said yes. But instead, yeah. you were just like, "Give me the stupidest outfit you have here." So I have a question: How successful was Xerxes? Uh, campaign in in this in this area at the time. Like obviously, it was the great until he reached Greece, right? Um. Well, it's just like it shows in the movie. Like they, he defeats the stand at Thermopylae, 
and then reinforcements are sent. I think he ends up taking Athens. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if he was actually dead by then or not. Is but. that is that what this movie's sequel is about? Just everything. It's about <laughs> everything yeah. It, it's well. about Athenians and the the naval. Oh battle. wow! I'm surprised. I'm surprised that yeah. that's the answer. He ends yeah. up taking Athens, and I think that's the end. Though. Okay. It is. It's. It's even less. It cares even less about accuracy than this movie does. Like, so speaking about caring less, um, around this time, my notes peter off, and I think that's not uh, accidental. Uh, the third act of this movie is yeah. pretty dull because after we pass, because what happens in the first part is we, we learn about the Spartans, we learn about their lineage, we watch them go to war, we have that incredible tracking shot fight scene I mentioned earlier. Then there's the fight in the shade. Then there's the fight in this big Goliath and like the waves of you know war war elephants and stuff. Yeah, and then there's, there's just so the many... scene where it's like here's random people being murdered, and it's just like a cut together scene, including the great yeah. scene where there's that rhinoceros running. And it's all in slow-mo, which makes it so obvious the one stunt guy, like, runs and leans his head in towards, like, the CGI rhino. <laughs> it's, it's so, it's like, why would that guy be heading towards that thing? After all that build, I guess they just, obviously there's two problems. One, they seem to be running out of ridiculous supernatural creatures to throw at those Spartans. And the other is that you're getting to a point where we all, where history has already written this ending, where it's not going to, to work. Like eventually they're they're defeated here, because mm-hmm. um, the stand is impermanent. So we when we finally get to this point, they they drag out the later uh, the, the the third act with Queen Gorgo back in in in, in uh, back in Sparta, and I know she's being conspired against, but I don't understand why Leonidas, who seems to be pretty well respected by a majority of people there, when you see him in the early scenes, whether or not that's true in history, I don't know, but. Like in the, in the movie's context, he seems to be a pretty well respected guy. I mean, he kicks that dude into their water supply. Yes, that, was, that cool. was that was the first thing I thought when rewatching this. They kick him in. I was like, oh, I hope that wasn't the well they drank out of. Yeah, they uh, pan over to the well guy, being like, Come wasn't on. like in Game of Thrones. Like, what was that hole in like the the sky? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, the the skygate or the whatever sky it's called. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just wanted to pan over to a guy with like a long like pool like like pool net, you know, just be like, come on. Oh. Yeah, he's got like a pool skimmer that's like eight hundred <laughs> feet long because that appeared to be a pit into the void of hell or something. But what I'm getting at is Leonidas. Sorry, Leonidas is respected as far as I can tell, and for for. Obvious reasons, I would assume his queen to be respected as well. I mean, she's part of these negotiations. But after he marches on, obviously I imagine that some people are mad at him for going to war when he wasn't allowed to. But it seems like there's just a guy that is on her side. And everyone else is, like, straight up going to kill her. Everybody else else seems to be, like, the most easily swayed group of politicians in the history of the world. This one guy, at one point, his big, like, defeating blow after she, like, gives a... Not a very well-written speech to, like, try... Like, I was really surprised. Like, this isn't, like, a particularly well-written speech. Like, she doesn't... Like, the actress does a a good job delivering it, but it's not, like, a rousing speech, you know? It's not, like, the Independence Day speech or something where you're, like, yeah, I was just kind of like, this isn't really going to get anybody that much on your side. He he sways everybody back by referring to her as her shabby self. And that's when everybody Oof. turns on her. That's his burn. Oof. And I was like, why is anybody listening to this guy? He looks like a date rapist. Or apparently yeah. a real rapist, I guess. And his whole argument is he's like, you hit on me. And he turns around and goes, eh? Like, that's his whole turn. Yeah, and all everybody's like, well, he must be telling the truth. Why would he lie? 
Like, it was just like, what the fuck? This is like, and that's what I mean. I, I can't stand that scene because it's so dumb. He doesn't outsmart her. She doesn't really get it. She just kills him then. But it's like, ah, well, it didn't really, that doesn't matter. They don't go and help Also the fact the king. That, she, that she states. Oh. Huh? I have things to say. Please. Please. As, as a woman. Um, yeah, I get all that. But you also have to think about the fact that while Spartan women were, like, they had, like, very many freedoms for the time. Think of the time. Yeah. Like. Women got shit on until, like, the 1960s. <laughs> and even then it hasn't been that women great. Women got shit on, like, a lot. Yeah. But my um, argument. Which, my, my, which my is. Comment, my comment isn't that that her character should, you know, exert the power of a queen. My comment is that she has a poorly written speech. That she that when rebuked by someone who just who just has some lame gossip, she just sort of looks stunned and like basically is ready to like just bail out on this entire plan. And she there's there's nothing written for her to do in this scene. The real problem I have with it is this is not like a thing. Like I don't think this happened. I don't think there's any historical record of this guy. No, there is not. So they they create and this is not in the comic. There is no subplot. That's what I'm getting at. That's what I was trying to say too. This is is tacked on nonsense. This is tacked on like how Zack Snyder and or people of the day would see a woman as acting. Yeah, Lena is I mean this is this is Cersei eventually. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you could see her in a in a in a setting that's not real, but it's medieval in a way in which yeah, she's also a uh, you know a woman where uh, yeah, in a, a victim where women of, are uh, the way her gender is treated. But she cuts some fucking incredible schemes. And there's no scheme. She stands up, she's like, "Come on, let's go to war." And some guys like, "Ah, but we almost fucked." And she's like, "Ah, dang it. My plan." And then she like she goes to walk away, and it's not until she gets an opportunity to stab him does that does she finally like win and, the day. And it's thank very God, very lazy. That guy brought his Persian stamped coins to the Senate <laughs> meeting. I don't know why he's carrying around coins that implicate him in treason. Sorry, I'm sorry. Did you pay me in betrayal dollars? Yeah, <laughs> These aren't going to be very good. Like, couldn't you just give me regular gold? <laughs> why did it just have to have your face on it? Yeah, these these these. <laughs> These treason bucks are not going to get me very far. I don't know. I'm just less likely to be angry at a woman oh, I'm not... trying to do something. Again, no, my problem is not the woman trying to do something. I'm mad at Zack Snyder's story. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying yeah. is that, like... It's such, like, a shit on her as a character, which is what's annoying. Yeah. If you're going to put which... the subplot in, she should just succeed. But it's too which late to I save Can I tell them. you about Gorgo now? Yes. So, just some fun facts in general, by the way. Um, so this that was her real name? Gorgo was her real name. That feels okay. like a rough Hist- name to historically have. Historically, Gorgo. Just because, like, isn't Gorgo... Gorgons are the... Like, the like Medusa, right? She was a Gorgon. No, well, she was a Gorgon, but I think it means that you were descended from a certain god or goddess or something. Okay, so let's hear about... Um, anyhow... So, just for, like, some background, um, there were, as you mentioned before, there were two kings of Sparta at all times for, I don't know, forever, but at least at this point in time. Um, And Leonidas had two older brothers who both 
died before he became king. His half-older brother, like his oldest brother, was the father of Gorgo. So he married his half-niece. Hmm. You know, as you do back then to yeah. consolidate power. Thank you, Egypt. Thank you, Greece. So Gorgo was his half-niece, um, but she was also like pretty much a badass and got ignored like in the story like she was like a bullshit character like i agree with you on that but i like yeah. to play the devil's advocate and be like well like everyone was like shitty back then um the the reason that they knew there was going to be an invasion from persia at the thermopylae gates was because of her like, they didn't get an emissary or anything like that. They no didn't kick got, a guy in a big they well? They didn't kick a guy into a well. Damn it! Um, there was a spy, or there was someone who was in the Persian court who was Greek or was, like, associated with Greece in some way, and he heard of the attack and wrote out a message on a tablet. Like, he, like, carved it into a tablet, <laughs> and he covered the tablet. <laughs> what? What are you laughing about? I'm sorry. To just picture him, like, seeing Persians come and go, oh, shit. Chisel, 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 chisel. <laughs> Let me quickly write a note. He knew about it years in advance, then. I know, I know, I know. The way you phrase it, I know, I just, like, it is funny, like, you're, like, the guy's, like, let me see, there's about eight of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's nine, shit, give me a new stone, give me a new stone. It was a wooden tablet. Okay, that's um, worse. So he carved He's the message, whittling. he carved the message into the tablet, but to hi- <laughs> shut up, to hide the message, he poured wax over it, which wax tablets were a thing, like, that was, like, in Rome and in Greece, like, you had, like, these tablets that had wax on it so that when you were learning your letters in school and mm-hmm. stuff, you would carve into the wax, and then you could smooth it back over after it was heated up. It was, like, erasing it. So he carved into the wood underneath the wax and had that sent to Sparta. And none of the fucking men, they were just like, why do we have this blank tablet? Until Gorgo had the idea of, like, there's probably something under the, under the wax. And they melted the wax off. Oh. And then there was, like, a message scribed underneath. Clever. Mm-hmm. Did the message say, there's Persians coming, our <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and then she was like, new phone, who dis? Like, yeah, it was a, it was a whole thing. Um, but she was actually known by historians as one of the first female crypt- crypto analysts. Because she was able to, like... Because she was figuring out, like, this fucking secret message shit? Yeah. That's and she amazing. was able to, like, translate it and stuff. And also, when she was a small child... So, wait, hold, sorry, hold on. Huh? So, the guy who waxed up a tablet didn't... That wasn't an established thing anyone knew about? He just waxed the shit out of a tablet and was like, I'm sure someone will figure this out. Well, he didn't, like, they didn't have a cell phone. He couldn't be like, hey, like, I'm sending you a special present. I also might have missed some context. Why would it be secret that the Persians were coming? Wouldn't that just be something you'd want to... Well, he was going to tell them where they were invading, because Greece is ginormous. Right, but what's... If he wrote the Thermopylae Persians... gates are, like, a good way to invade Greece, because if you look at a map of um, Greece... No, but what, what I'm asking is, if someone were to have seen the tablet unwaxed, 
And but like, what, what's the problem with that? Like, like. Well, he probably one would have been murdered because he was telling other people about like oh, I see. secret He's information. Secret. So, so someone and two, they probably wouldn't have delivered it. So whatever mail carrier is like, just a waxy piece of wood. All right, that's fine. Well, it was probably included with sorry, other I, stuff. There I don't might, mean to be. There was probably other holes. stuff written on top. Just too. curious. Oh, I, I see. A fake message. Like there was a fake message on it's just, top. It says everything's fine. No Persians. <laughs> Everything's fine. No Persians. Don't melt this wax. No one else could figure it out, but she figured it out. That's pretty cool, yeah. But also, when she was like eight years old or something, her dad slash her husband's brother. <laughs> okay. Phew. Uh, <laughs> dad, dad slash is going to scare me a little bit. Um, her husband's brother uh, trusted her in her, like, decisions with like foreign like ambassadors and stuff hmm. there was like an ambassador who was trying to trick him or like get like a bad deal from him or something and she was just like he's trying to tr- he's trying to trick you father send him away hey zach if you're listening to the podcast um anything that my wife has said so far is 10 times more interesting than what you did with lena hetty in this fucking movie yeah that's what i mean like i wish they had just if you're gonna put in that in if you're gonna put the subplot in, give her something to do. Don't just have it be yeah. like here's it. And it the other thing that's like awkward about it is, as we kind of pointed out and Sarah was talking about earlier, is the movie is a guy telling a story. Is he telling the story of the queen being raped and then stabbing the guy in the parliament too? Oh yeah, because the whole rest of the movie is being yeah, narrated by this guy. Yeah, they should make that more clear. I feel like not because <laughs> I think the. Parts that are like that have like the over like the uh-huh. the voiceover are the like story parts. I, see, I have to imagine it's the whole thing because can you imagine this guy at the campfire being like and Leonidas, thirty years since the wolf now face down the Persian army, but then we cut back. <laughs> but let me tell you what's Lord happening God. in Sparta. We star wipe back to Sparta. <laughs> She's out doing grocery shopping because I'm sure the she's, queen has to buy her own groceries. She's in the pavilion looking sad. <laughs> that weird like, guy that that shows up. Just someone listening to the story is like, hey, does that mean that you knew that what what's his name was <laughs> was a traitor? Oh, Seems yeah. like he should have said something. <laughs> oh, by the way, Effialtes was... McNulty, by the way. McNulty. Yeah, fucking McNulty. Fucking McNulty <laughs> was a real person. She. But he was not a buff... Um... Yeah, he was just an ordinary person, right? Yeah, well... Ma'am? What are you asking? <laughs> Game of Thrones, I can't remember my brain. But, what do you mean? Uh, little creepy guy from Game of Thrones. Jesus Christ, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the, you mean Gollum? Gollum. Gollum. You Thank mean you. Buff Gollum? Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, same fucking thing. Mm. Yeah, it is the same thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, shut up. Same name. <laughs> Send your hate mail to Sarah. So what we, so we didn't talk about was uh, Michael uh, Fassbender being a, a prominent figure in a lot. Yes. Michael Fassbender uh, had a subplot, which I have to ask, were those two supposed to be, like, lovers? It sure seemed like it. Didn't it? They had a real... They had they had a real um, like Orlando like like a uh, 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 Orlando Bloom and in uh, Lord of the Rings yeah and um, Gimli Gimli, and Gimli and yeah Legolas, which I assume they made less yeah me too me too who was Michael Fassbender Michael Fassbender uh, was, was Stilios uh, this would help it's Stilios not Dilios and not Stinios 
<laughs> yeah, and then he was... Click on, click on his face. I want to see it. Do you know who Michael Fassbender I is? I need to see his dumb face. He's uh, Magneto from the new X-Men movies. Can we also talk about, there's a great scene. Uh, he, did he have the long hair? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, he had, like, super, super long hair, yeah. He's the one who kept cockily, like, insisting that he was the better warrior than the other guy, who then got his head cut off by a, uh, a rider that came out of nowhere. That scene is amazing, because, so they, they've set up they're these two are, like, in a rivalry, and the guy he's in the rivalry with, they're, like, it's like a playful banter back and forth, is the captain's son, the captain whose name is just Captain. Just Captain, yeah. They, that's like a thing at the beginning, that that's his son. Then it kind of doesn't come up for a while. And then that scene right at the end, the guy, he's standing out there and they're like, yeah, we just killed these guys. And the captain yells, he's like, my son. And I was like, did they just put that in because like they did it to a test screen? And they were like, wait, that was that guy's son? <laughs> like they forgot because yeah, I mean, they all remember. look vaguely the same. But it's so funny. He like chooses I... that moment to have like Especially a... when the helmets go on, I lost track of everybody. Yeah, because they're all just a sea of CGI died way earlier. Yeah. There was a guy who looked just like yeah. his son who the, got the, stabbed the, through the neck. It's really hard to track characters in this. In fact, that's I actually why Frank like... Miller says that he gave only Leonidas the uh, plume. It's because he wanted you to be able to track him in all of his busy scenes, which actually I think was a probably a good call. Yeah. Sorry, what were you saying? Oh, I was going to say, I wonder almost if they accidentally used the same actor and killed him twice. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> hey, and... Dilios, didn't you die? Yeah, but I was uh, Philios, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to change to Bilios and go take a shot to the knee. It's not racist, right? <laughs> what? Just goofing on Greek names. I, don't, I mean, I, I like ancient Greece, I guess they can be offended. <laughs> Yeah, deal with it, ancient Greeks. Suck it, Homer. (laughs) Um, Uh, I will say, I I watched this movie, and I watched it with subtitles, because they were just on. And on Netflix, for some reason, I have subtitles turned on, so everything I watch on Netflix, it's on, and I'm just too lazy to turn off. And this had some really weird... During the sex scene, there was one that just said, shuddering sigh, and I was like, alright, this is gross. But How often do you give a shuddering sigh? I don't know. But the best is, there's about six times in the movie where the Spartans, something happens, and it just says, collective grunting. <laughs> That's it. Just in parentheses. And I was like, what a great way to like describe this sound of just people being like, <laughs> Which is also an accurate depiction of what's happening in any theater currently playing 300 at the time. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Um, so... Pokes, uh, uh, the big question here at the end of this episode is, now having watched 300 with a modern eye long since it was in theaters and long since our college days, or high school days in my wife's case. Um, ew, gross. Ew, gross. Uh, would you <laughs> I don't like recommend this? making this joke. I'm older than Ben. <laughs> would you recommend this? How much older? Way older. We don't need to go into it. <laughs> We don't want to record it. <laughs> yeah, I don't need proof. We'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk we'll later. We'll talk after. Um, would you recommend this to someone who was like, hey, I think I might watch 300 again? Um, I would say if you saw it once and you liked it, I think rewatching it. I wasn't like, there wasn't, I was kind of bored towards the end because I was like, I know where yeah. this is going. I just kind of want to get to it. The fight scenes were okay. I had a hard time paying any attention to the sub story because I was just like, it, 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 it always bothered me. So, like, rewatching it, it annoyed me even more. And I was just like, oh, this is just kind of weird. And then, like, 
there's a few scenes you could fast forward through. I mean, stylistically, it's still cool to look at because it is yeah. still like a really interesting looking film. But yeah, if you saw it before and you liked it, I'd say go ahead and watch it. If you haven't seen it, if you like really over the top action films, yeah, watch it and just maybe fast forward through some of the like talky scenes. Like anytime you yeah, see Lion Knight eating an apple. It, if someone hadn't seen this movie, I'd probably warn them that at times it feels like you're just watching a really exaggerated music video. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because you know, there's a lot of thinness to like what what how much actual history you're getting but yeah it is it is an entertaining watch i again i too felt that it was dull at points and you know i, I felt like i was kind of losing interest but yeah especially uh, at the ending because like you know i thought that happen. i was going to find the movie very annoying this far since its release uh but i was surprised by how much i enjoyed good chunks of it did you have the same experience there um no i would actually suggest this to anyone who wanted to watch it mm. um i mean I generally, unless it's a brand new movie to me, I don't sit there and, like, pay attention to stuff. But if you have never watched it before, definitely watch it. I think it's worth that. If you have watched it before, sit there, fucking read Reddit. Read the newest, like, (laughs) Margaret Atwood while it plays in the background. That's a poster. (laughs) It it, it is a great uh, background movie. I do that all the time. It would be a great airplane movie. I read a book, and then I have, like, The Office, Community, like, <laughs> Parks and Rec, something yeah. playing in the background. Yeah, it's just for your left lobe. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel I'm like... I'm reading it, I, something, I, and then I have a dumb thing playing. I should, like, put, a like, an asterisk behind my statement of, it's a good plain movie, as long as you quickly skip the sex scene, because otherwise somebody's gonna think you're a real creep if oh, they look over, because yeah. it's, like, two minutes of every position <laughs> they can think of to put these two in. Um, so obviously we'll end on this is a very important question. I would, I would let it play the entire time and make eye contact. <laughs> and make eye contact with the guy next to you. It's, it's a little less weird when it's a woman doing it, I think. <laughs> so let me ask this very important question. Um, who's the hottest Spartan? Hmm? Hmm. I'll also accept Xerxes. <laughs> I mean, Xerxes is like nine feet tall in this movie, so. I don't like him. I don't like him. He's, he's, he's nine feet tall, and he has, like, a, basically a basketball as a codpiece. It's the largest, like, if that was real, <laughs> that guy, it would just be so uncomfortable to be him. It's just coiled in there, buddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a high-tension I... spring. <laughs> I mean, I think we all would agree that the best looking is a Fassy Bender, right? He's got to be. Young yeah, Fassbender? It's, it's, yeah, Young Fassbender, for I sure. I mean, he was pretty hot, but... What was the guy who was the narrator? Uh, which, David which, Winham. David Winham. The guy was that who Delius? was. Yeah, he was. Uh, I think Delius. I think I'm with you on that. He yeah. was he Faramir was good. in Lord of the Rings, or as you call it, Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Lord of the Rings, Game of the Thrones. You remember him? Same he went to go name. get the dragon with Daenerys, and then he's found Frodo and left. I know it. they're not the same thing, but they're similar titles. Um, but. What I like about him is, one, he's very hot. Mm-hmm. He got his eye, like, cut out, and he didn't he flinch. Cool, he had the cool, the cool patch. But also, he was one of the only Spartans, I think, that, like, just said, like, you know what? I have a hairstyle. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. <laughs> I, I also <laughs> give that guy. I'm going to keep my, like, 21st century hairstyle. I give that guy, Thank like, a ton of credit, much. because, like, he did not, like, the movie is 
his whole like dialogue i mean like he's selling it he's trying like really hard like as an actor and this oh, is coming his off his voice of... was very sexy mm-hmm. yeah he does have a good was that like, his real voice? voice yeah that's what he sounds like in lord of the rings okay I don't remember Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, don't you remember him seeing Westeros all the time? <laughs> Sorry, I was just noticing that, that Oracle Girl was on here. I was seeing if she's done anything. Answer's no. <gasps> um, there is, there, I, at least that's so, what they named her. Because I was like, while watching yeah, I was like, girl. what a role for this girl. Like, she calls her parents. She's like, you're never going to guess. I'm going to be in a Hollywood movie. And like, what are you going to do? And they're like, well, they're going to put me in a water tank in a see-through dry- white cloth. And I'm going to dance around before a inbred plague victim licks me i'm gyrating teen yeah 300 my nips are gonna be center stage though i just like whenever Uh, anymore when i watch movies and that sort of thing happens all i can think is like i feel really bad for that woman like i hope it was at least a close set well i i I think with that surprisingly uh 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 Mostly, mostly agreeable recommendation for three hundred. I yeah. think I'm pretty impressed. I, I feel like too, um, it is a movie you could watch and have some fun making fun of because it's really for over sure the top. Everything Gerard Butler says is like a joke. With that said, uh, Pogues, you got that? You got that wrap up text for us? Uh... <laughs> the thing, the thing you always do. Do you last thoughts? <laughs> you, got, you got a last thought? Maybe I'll give I you one. Um. So, you guys keep joking about the fact that they kicked that emissary into their water supply at the beginning. I understand why you think that, because it was very circular and round, but it it would never be that deep. A well would never be that deep. Yeah, I don't think... It's a stylistic... And and uncovered like that. There's not even a safety railing. That is not OSHA compliant. Oh, yeah, that's like the the Death Star, just no railings. (laughs) I believe that was supposed to kind of signify the, like, rift that they were supposed to send their dead babies into. Like, But oh. they showed that rift earlier. Yeah, and yeah, they he show actually it. says it is a well. Like, he doesn't use they, the word well, but he tells him that oh, he shit. can get earth and water. The, he said there's plenty there's of it down there. Where they're basically on, like, a Lion King, like, rock, just chucking oh, yeah. babies, holding a baby a over, like, a It's version of the circle of life. <laughs> it's the circle! Oh, yeah. Nope, never mind, so I was obviously reading a book at this point, but anyhow, I apologize for that. Also, but I would like super to... shitty system, by the way, too, because there's like a lot of like premature babies that like you know eventually, or not like super premature. I mean, if you were super premature in like 300 Spartan times, you probably wouldn't have made it. But I mean, there's tons of babies that are born a little early that will grow and like be fine, <laughs> but they're just chucking that them into the bits. Thing. I don't think it was it. back then, Ben. I don't think they had formula. Um, I think you I were just SOL. They were doing it hours could be it. after could be birth. It. They were like waiting, like, oh, this baby is like. Yeah, they they yeah. must have waited at least some amount of time because that yeah. you know the idea is that woman saved her son, that he but, was born as a. I guess it, can a baby be born as like a hunchback or? A, yeah, a I guess the doctor or? isn't. I guess the doctor isn't running from the woman like out to the cliff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I think they, one, they let it. You know, they let it wean a little or wean a little bit, and then bring it up there to throw off of a cliff. Really, give it some life before they kill it. Small segue: Ephialtes in the movie didn't exist. He was a regular like sheep herd. Yeah. So he would have been thrown off that cliff like a hundred percent. Anyhow, back to my thing. Even though the Spartans were supposedly throwing babies off of this particular cliff that Very they cool. talked about, yep. 
archaeologists have found that there are only human adult bones down there. So it was perhaps used just for throwing like criminals or slaves that they wanted to murder. I feel like the more you talk... They didn't murder babies as much or they murdered them somewhere else. Or I mean like maybe if the idea is, you know, it is only if you were born with like a known, like, you know, an obvious disfigurement or like, I mean, that they would do it. Like I would, I would, I guess back then everybody was probably born kind of messed up since you were all marrying your sister, your niece. Never mind. <laughs> also, I looked up Leoni- uh, Leonidas. Well, his mom was uh, his dad's niece, so that must have been a thing. That must have been a real Colorful. Spartan thing. Dad slash uncle. Eve was technically Adam's sister, kind of. Oh, nice. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I hate it. Thanks. I hate it. Uh, all right, well, that's uh, as much as I could feasibly discuss regarding the movie 300. That is true. Um, Come back next week. We'll have a mini episode where we'll tell you the next movie up. If you have a suggestion, please let us know. Come and uh, post it on any of our social media, which is all slash NAOSpod at Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, Facebook, etc. If the Spartans thought they were so like awesome, why would they be dining in hell and not heaven? Go to your local library!